On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Van Helsing is confusing when you start with episode 54, which X-Men are dressed the best for the Hellfire Gala, and exactly how Black Lightning handles cavity searches. All that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and it is my job to be the host. It's my job to lead us through all this uh, TV going on right now. It's also my job to encourage you guys. Great job. You're doing an awesome work. You're doing an awesome work. I did mean to say that 100%. One of the things you're doing, it's an awesome work. Um, also doing an awesome work in here to help me are my friends. First, let me introduce Mike. Hi, Cassie. I think you're doing an awesome work at leading us through this adventure. Thank you. I appreciate. That's why I went to you first. I didn't. I knew you would back me up. I was scared of what Ryan would say, but thank you for saying I'm doing an awesome work. You're doing a singular awesome work. I'll take it. Honestly, I'll take it. Um, we do also have Ryan here. Ryan, how's it going? If Cassie is our leader through this adventure. And I like I don't know the terminology because I'm not like you dorks. But does that make a, her our DMD? S- break it down What's for the me. last D. Mm-hmm. D- and the last M, if I could. D- DMD. It's like it's with like Dungeons and Dragons. Like she's the Dungeon Dragoner. DM. She's the DMD. Yeah, she's the Dungeon Master Dragon. Yes. So cool rap name. Is that? I mean, that, doesn't that help the nerds out to know that you guys are super into DMD? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I normally take DMT while I play D and D. At the, Is this the first rap from Dungeon Master Dragon. <laughs> it's just too radical. Um, but yeah, I did, I do want this kind of be our. Could we do a D and D themed episode? Like, if we were to do one, would you guys just both be bards? Because that's my fear. Uh, I think it's DMD, but uh, no, I'm I'm not gonna be a bard. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult you. What if not bard? What would you be? Like a bard. Or like, how about think, a bar- yeah, yeah. how about like a barbarian? Just a really strong bard. Oh, I've I've not played or heard, but I think off the top of my head, I'd be like a gnome artificer, but probably mm-hmm. a dark gnome. Yeah, that sounds. I like mean, some- I don't know the game. Yeah, but. it sounds like somebody who's never heard of any of the terms. But yeah, one hundred percent. If you could throw some words out there, that's fitting. I do like the gnome. So we got a beefy boy and a small boy. That seems very fitting. It's the best comedy duo. It's your classic Spade Farley. <laughs> is is D and D the Gathering? Is that where you have to catch them all? Yeah. Yes. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> there we go. Stop. Got them all. Sen- Stop being enough- Goku. Say enough buzzwords. We're going to get everybody. Um, You guys, speaking of things we don't fully know about, um, right off the bat, we will be talking about Van Helsing. So just get prepared for that. It's going to be a fun one. That's going to be for our main event. Uh, we also got a fun interview with four old nerds. Uh, I got to sit down with them. Got to sit down with them and There's talk about- There's four of them? There's four, four in total, all nerds. Actually, there's two of them, and they're delightful, and you'll get to hear that interview at the end. But before we get to that, let's go to our main segment. 
On this week's episode of Van Helsing, Jack killed Lady Olivia, got thrown in jail, hung, and then came back to life. If all of that wasn't crazy enough, she has no choice but to team up with her lifelong enemy, Bathory. Dogs and cats living together, math- mass hysteria. Meanwhile, Michaela continues her evilness, and Kim Coates, as the Count D- Dalibor, continues to rewrite the definition of great acting. Taste buds, I ask you this. What is the best thing Van Helsing offers new viewers as far as a rope to grab onto? I do like that all the characters are constantly confused, so you don't feel like an idiot for saying, what is going on? Because all of them are saying, what is going on? So that's nice. It seems like it seems like they threw so many plots out there that one of them would eventually like at least ten seconds of one would get your attention. Like there was at least a battle between we eventually got somewhat of a battle, and that was a rope to hang on to. Yeah, uh, action! Thank action. you for that. <laughs> um, I know as uh, the internet's premier TV critics, we've seen every episode of every TV show, and so if somebody accidentally says in this segment that this is like the first or second episode of Van Helsing they've ever seen, that's an accident. Obviously, yeah. we that's a complete lie. <laughs> we, we watch it all. <laughs> um, yeah, ignore what we said last week. But just doing doing some very basic uh, research on the internet, uh, I do not think that this show that is that does have a fan base, maybe not. Winona Earp level, maybe not Legends of Tomorrow level, but does have a uh, you know a small fan base on the internet is at this point with the second episode like what the fuck? And there's a couple of reasons. One, um, it's it's not their normal story, so we got uh-huh. thrown into this new show in a not normal story. And two, it's the same thing that we were always talking about with uh, Winona Earp, which is uh, we only have one season left. Like what the fuck are we doing right now? Right. Like we only have ten episodes left, and th- we're fucking around with this shit. Yeah, we only have 10 episodes left, and so let's take one of our ensemble, and she's just off on her own adventure now. It's, it's, a, it's a bold move, guys. It it's seemed, baffling. It seemed like the, the main opinion last week was, okay, that was cool, as like a one-off. And then now that it's stretched into two, and it definitely is going to be three or four or more, everybody's yeah. like, okay, fuck this. Well, especially, so it doesn't make sense. So Jack gets thrown back in time to kill Lady Dracula before she can become Dracula, right? But... One, why is Dracula a big deal if this Michaela nun is actually the big bad? And she failed. So it was a spinning wheels of two episodes because she didn't do anything good. Yeah. It, there's a part towards the end where she figures out she's been hoodwinked. Like, Michaela used illusions on her, and she, so she didn't really come fight her. So she's just sprinting through the woods in real time. As long as it would take the actress to run through the woods to get to the castle, we watch the actress do it <laughs> while she's just failing. It is. Man, it was a bummer. It definitely felt like they had some like filler time. They knew they couldn't make the 43 minutes. This was 43 minutes. I had to keep checking a lot. But it did feel like they had to like keep filling their quota. They were like, uh, you know what? Just keep running. Let's just show the full thing. Uh, at a certain point, I had to turn my phone off and throw it across the room uh, <laughs> just to stop checking it. And uh, like... There was a big delay in seasons. I don't know if that explains anything, but there was a big delay between four and five. Um, there's probably COVID-related stuff, but what it feels like is, shit, there's COVID, we can't film. I guess we all have to go back in time to when there wasn't COVID, and then we can... Because <laughs> it's not like uh, there's scenes of... like There's cuts of people standing clearly in different rooms talking as if in their, they're in the same room mm-hmm. to, like, you know, as far as COVID protocols go. It's just off the fucking rails. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, speaking as people who have obviously seen all the episodes and know what's happening fully, it like the storyline that's definitely lacking is like the beginning plot with the guy who's like, 
whoever like traded a son for the whole town's lives or whatever. That whole the count. The count. The count has. I have no interest in that storyline. Like they're really bringing home that like he sacrificed all of this for a kid, but like. They just keep saying that over and over again, and then like that's that's his punishment. Like it's the weirdest storyline going on with the count. And the biggest problem with the count's character is that he can't just say like "lol." Every line has to end with "ah ah <laughs> ah." Like uh, yeah, we get it, count. We get it. He man. did give us he did give us a bit of poetry. I, I try to latch on to to anything that I liked, and there's a line Kim Coates delivers that like when he's finally talking to Trisha Helfert and he's admitting to her she's dead, he says, "Your heart no longer beats." I feel nothing. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. It should be like, you feel nothing, but it's like, oh, I love this. So there's a one line of poetry here for it. <laughs> was that where, was that when Trisha Helper was just sitting in a chair, stabbing her arm being like, hey, no blood. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't got I, no fucking blood. The, I will say, if a recently dead relative comes back from the dead and is asking why is the baby crying, telling them, Give me the baby because you're tired. I do think is the best way to deal with an undead person. I know. I agree because so many people in that situation, they'll freak out, uh, understandably. And then they're freaking out. Will then make the person who has the baby say, well, I can't give you the baby. You're freaking out. Right. And then you get in a fight where you tear the baby apart. He's so smart. He's just like, oh, give give me Kristoff. You look sleepy. You need a break. I'll, I'll go far, far away from here. You go take a break in the basement where I'll lock you. Um, so we do have, so this main character, well, the main character for this episode, Jack, um, this is a one-off from the normal, like she's normally just in the ensemble or completely new. Do we know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's normally one of many in future times. Okay. And Because right. I wasn't, in, like, her power is a cool. Yeah, th- this is like, that. The, this Van Helsing's version of the Slayer is like, they have healing. Uh, yeah. and I think they're okay at fighting. <laughs> like we haven't really seen like great fighting, but the healing one is good though because you know like nobody believes anything. There's time travel, so you know like characters can't really talk to each other. But uh, she could just lift up her shirt, like point at her wound, watch it heal, yeah. and be like, "All right, bitch, you believe me now? Let's roll." Yeah. And then when she did that last episode, at least this episode, people stopped going witch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now everybody was just kind of down with witches. After she came back, they were just like, okay, yeah. witches kind of rule. I do like when, when she yells, when she's about to get hung in the beginning of the episode, and she yells about what's going on, that there's other vampire hunters in the crowd. They're like, what the fuck did she say? Yeah. How did she know? Like, like, there's a real, like, she's not one of us, is she? Like, I haven't seen her at our meetings. Yeah. And I love... I just I love the like the temperament or the I don't know like the the thing that you prescribe to the the way of life of if you do anything different than me then you're a witch all witches must die therefore if you have any special skill or talent you must die right like, if like if I was playing basketball and somebody made a shot over me like I didn't defend I would just scream witch and then witch. that person would die <laughs> Man, the good old days. Can you imagine how hard life would have been for Ryan back in the day with how talented he is? Everybody would be screaming witch at him. Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy. Uh, he churns milk too well. Too, he's too good at this. Uh, Churn milk while slam dunking a basketball while inventing the iPod. I'm a fucking witch. <laughs> oh, if you brought an iPod back to them, they don't even. They're not even ready for music. You, they have full on bards, and you want to bring an iPod to them? You're crazy. You're getting burned. Uh, if we were to think, how could this be tying in? Let's just try to think of ways this would tie in to be a satisfying like end to the season yeah. five. Well, so Helfert was has been the big bad and is Dracula. So it's satisfying to watch her 
Or no, it's not. It's not satisfying to watch your origin. <laughs> I will point out. I looked up uh, this episode on IMDb just to see if I can get like clues as to what's going on. And for Trisha Helfer, it doesn't say Olivia or Countess Olivia. It just straight up says Dracula. Like that is Dracula. the only character name that she has. So not even the dark one, which is what they seem to refer. Like Dracula's not a trademark. They can say it, but right. maybe that's supposed to be a big reveal at some point. But. Only if she was opening here, like Jack keeps pointing at people and goes, I know you in my timeline. So it's not that nothing is a reveal. Right. Yeah. It's it's a it's like it's like if you were, I don't know, watching the new Mortal Kombat movie and there's a mystery of who the new character is, but in the first minute you're like, Oh, he's Scorpion's great 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 grandson, and the movie's like, Yeah, you were right. So why was it a big mystery at all? <laughs> you know what would have been crazy? If it was Guile. That would have been nuts. <laughs> that hair alone. <laughs> Yeah, instead they make you watch four episodes or an hour and a half longer. It's a really fun thing that people are doing. Do we think, like, at least four more episodes? Like, so this has been two episodes. Do you think four will finally wrap this one up? Like, how many episodes do they have cleared for this season? For, it's it's for the- 13. 13? Total. Damn, so they could take, like, probably, like, four to do this, and that would be wild. For the three people who like this show, I really hope that's not the case. I, I want it to end well for them. Yeah. It's all they have. Somebody, it's got to end somewhere. Uh, speaking of ending, that is all the time we have for this segment, though. So uh, coming up next, actually, before we get to that, Ryan, I'm so sorry. I almost ended this without letting you talk about this website. I told you I'd give you some time to talk about your big plan, your big website you are making. I almost forgot. The, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay, so yeah, everybody's into food trucks right now. Just like, oh, okay, trucks that make food. Uh, first of all, the trucks don't actually make the food. People inside the trucks make food. So that's not actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what about food vans? And uh, instead of making food, what if the vans uh, were singing songs about Satan? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to buy VanHelsing.com. And I don't think it's taken, believe it or not. I think the show is so... <laughs> Underwatched that uh, that website is just out there. Uh, not just the show, but the family. The entire family in general is just not super into like the tech world. So uh, I have VanHelsing.com, but when I, what I want to happen is when you click on it, um, I want it to look good. And uh, so far, it does not. Okay. You you want it to look good, and this is like uh, your passion is satanic vans that sing, right? Your passion is not like worrying about m- website upkeep. Right? I would, I'd fucking love to major in my passion and then have a minor, like minor in a different passion, Mike. But I don't have that kind of time, and I don't have that kind of heart. My heart beats for one thing, and it's vans that sing hell songs. And you want to make sure that's secure because people are going to be putting their credit cards, like right. You, you like need a, a maintained website that is secure ooh, and ooh, looks ooh. good i do have a minor passion it's getting people to put their credit cards down but <laughs> yes. it's for it's for products that work that help you out and god damn it will that speed need to be optimized because i assume it'll be a bunch of videos of vans singing <laughs> and you can't have that lag i mean that's obviously i want that to be one aspect of the website if not nine of the aspects of the website but there should be a tenth aspect of the website with like drag and drops so that all sounds great too nobody does it 
Nobody does it, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm so sorry. I thought you, it sounded like you did know of my friend, um, Cybersprout.net, because they actually do all these things you mentioned, every single thing. Oh, shit, really? Every single thing, my friend, Cybersprout.net. All of them? Yeah, they're your partner for the digital world. Literally everything you said, drag and drop, goal-driven design, they're going to keep that safe as hell, yo. They got your back 100%. <laughs> Cybersprout.net, Ryan is your go-to to make this beautiful website. Let's just point out the fact that Cassie refuses, Mike, to call me and you friends, but uh, she will say my friend Cybersprout.net, which is, I'm pretty sure, the exact mentality that led to the future that Terminator predicted. Yes. My good friend, the T-1000. Cybersprout.net has never let me down. It's always been there for me in my darkest times. I know I can go to Cybersprout.net, and I could give them any idea, and they'll back me up, and they'll build that website for me. So my good friend, Cybersprout.net. Go to them. I can't recommend them enough. Um, but coming up next, you guys, we are going to go to into our pool list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. We are back for our pool list. First show starting it off is Black Lightning. This week on Black Lightning, a wannabe League of Assassiner named Ishmael is in town to kill the Pierces to get into the aforementioned League. Meanwhile, Lightning is public enemy number one and does not listen to Jefferson when he grounds her from using her Instagram. And Lynn gets arrested for something. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How can the show give us some of the goofiest scenes like Tobias Whale going on about how the throne will be his as he screams to the heavens? And then also some of the most brutal scenes we've ever seen, like Lynn's arrest, all in one episode without breaking tone. Oh, man. This was astonishing to me. This was, uh, I mean, it was as, uh, I don't know, it was as brutal and rated R as a CW show can get. Uh, actually, plus about five. Like, yeah. uh, there were some shots in here where uh, the cop starts to uh, squat in front of a spread eagle Lynn um, with a flashlight, um, just about to go into town. Um, it was horrific. At a certain point, like she's checking her mouth, so she's grabbing her by the throat so she can check her mouth. Like it, it was crazy. Like I knew this show was like, yeah, let's talk about police brutality. I did not. It, it, it took me off guard. Do you want to talk? Let me ask you this, Mike. And you, we can talk about this or we can move on. The casting of the cop, was that surprising to you? That it was like a small woman? Small black woman. Yeah, I think, is the show trying to say, like, look, it is, it, it is systemic? It's just a smarter show would do something with that. This show is just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we cast somebody. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it is, uh, you know, another African-American female getting a acting role, but I don't know. I thought that was weird that they had the chance, or maybe that they didn't want to, maybe that they thought if they cast a black woman as the cop, then they can focus on the treatment of the cop and not right. the, the cop themselves. If it was another white man, but still, that would be a white man. Like, that would, yeah. in, in real life, that would just be a white man. Well, I, I wonder, because, I mean, other than murdering unarmed people, I do think they tend to follow the law, and I don't think male cops can do cavity searches of female prisoners. Oh. Sorry. So, again, they're normally above board, other than killing unarmed folks. That's why uh, I pulled my application for the police force. <laughs> uh, did I watched this show. My eyes were on it. Do you know why Lynn was arrested? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think that there was um, there was this thing that like it felt like the end of a lot of Fantastic Four comic books, where you know, which is like the Incredibles of the comic book world, where it's you know, it's a family where you, in order to get the stakes the highest, you have to separate the four. And w- right. I thought it did a good job of that. 
of cutting back and forth between all four and the danger that they're in. But I think I must have missed that part. I know that uh, Jefferson was brought down to a garage to fight a villain. And uh, one daughter is just being fucking gang ganked by the police. And yeah. another daughter is falling from the sky uh, yet again. But I yeah, was unsure as to why Lynn was in that situation. Because so Tobias made it look like Jefferson embezzled money. So is it part of that? Yeah, it it was baffling. It was it was so confusing. And again, so much of this episode was goofy as hell. And so to get that, it was and and oh right, man, right at the end, it was not like balanced well or bookended. Mm-mm. I, I want to talk. No, about- it starts off goofy as hell and dumb. It also starts. It was a big Lynn episode. She is having. Uh, a classic very quickly like this is a dream and she wakes up and it was a dream and she's telling her therapist about a dream about her trapping and tricking her family to steal their powers because uh, she's that's jelly. goofy as hell and dumb right she's jelly and instead of being like i want power she's like the, the powers are bad for all of you so i've decided you won't have them anymore <laughs> what a mom move that's such a mom move <laughs> i want to talk to you about the the new anissa though because i don't know if we've seen her yet the new jennifer i think oh i'm sorry the new jennifer what did yeah. you think of this character and performance it's 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 fine. Like it's definitely, and it's probably better that she's not trying to do the mannerisms or personality of the old Jennifer. This is not an impression. Uh, and that's probably better than her trying to. But it does feel off in that way. Although it doesn't really gel with how the script wrote it, which is that she is Jennifer, uh, right. just with a new face. And I think that, and I'm not blaming the actress. I think the actress is doing a good job. I, but there's like a certain precociousness. There's a certain like. Uh, look how cool I am to the whole thing that is not working as nowhere near as well as the previous actress. Yeah, the the the, the previous actress really nailed that. Like, I kind of think everything is funny and that I'm awesome. And this one is like, I don't know. You do look like you'd be studying instead of Instagram Live superheroing. And with a well written character like the old Jennifer was, then you get to see both sides. You get to see like her punk rock against you know how it's supposed to be and have mm-hmm. really good points, but then also do a lot of stupid things at the same time. Uh, this one just feels, I don't. It feels like punk rock for punk rock's sake, and right. It just feels way too like she's acting younger than her character is supposed to be. Right, and she should have listened to Jefferson when he said, "Well, don't go on Instagram Live because it was just the cops hoodwinked her. They tricked her." And you know me because I'm old. Uh, anytime that somebody says, "Don't have anything to do with social media," yes, that's <laughs> cool a good things. call. Yeah. <laughs> How did you a completely separate plot from the 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 Pierce family? Uh, Khalil is back on the show uh, to prepare for his yes. own show soon. I want to talk uh, about this. What did you think about him good copping, bad copping alone against the guy he was trying to get information out of? I legit like this scene. I like this one scene in this one episode of Black Lightning. Uh, I didn't know that much about Painkiller before. Um, I really like his powers because he could just be like thwip onto your face, and all of a sudden you're filled with like this black poison that is going to eat yeah. your soul. Uh, but he like he throws it so casually. It's not like a hurl. It's just like, and then it's on your face. The Gollum stuff, the Schmeagel stuff, that's gonna get uh, old real fast. You can't you can't do that all episode, every episode for an entire series. Yeah, I really hope they drop that. They're like, we are Pain Khalil instead of Painkiller. <laughs> like we we've bonded. We're one person now. Yeah, I mean, even if you have to do it like separate identities, like take away the mirrors, and so it he just changes throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. That that could work, but right. the talking to the, himself thing that's going to get old. No. And I mean, they used all the jokes in this one scene with the one guy who was super scared, being like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> yeah, but can't do that every app. That's no, we're all done now. Painkiller has to go figure out an entirely new thing. 
All right, you guys, we're basically out of time. We got time for moments of the week, though. Mike, what's yours? Another part I liked is is Jennifer is talking to her super hacker friend. Uh, both Lightning and Jennifer like the same guy, Uriah. And he was trying to like, it's just your classic Peter Parker and Spider-Man are both trying to date Mary Jane. And instead of being like, this makes everything easier. And I thought I really liked that. And the the, the flabbergasted face of her friend being like, you are, you could just do it. What are you talking about? And she's like, she thinks she's in a love triangle. I was like, I, I want more of this now. See, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the youth that I'm talking about. She's creating drama out of nothing. She's creating a love triangle. Is her friend truly platonic, gay, or actually into her? No idea. Me neither. All three. <laughs> all, C, all the above. D, all the above. Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is, I can't believe still, and it's it's been like four weeks, I think, uh, like everybody's complaining about the family and uh, all their personality traits, and then they're like, "And God damn it, Jennifer's face still looks fucking different." Like they still <laughs> have to explain how the actress switched in every episode. <laughs> you got to. It's got to be for the rest of the season, or else people are gonna be confused. Uh, if you I, well, watch- I, I want like post credit scenes where when the show is almost over and they forgot to do it, somebody jumps in and says like, "Oh shit, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Forgot to say." By the way, BT Dubs, uh, Black Lightning is on Mondays on the CW. Our next show is Supergirl. On this week's episode of Supergirl, we're going back to 2009 as Brady and Nia travel back in time in a new attempt to save Kara from the Phantom Zone. Their plan? Enroll Kara, I- enroll in Kara and Alex's high school, go to prom, and then wait to see how this saves <laughs> Kara until next episode. Instead of solving problems, this episode gives us a look into the sisters' dynamic after Kara became a part of the family, and also gave us a chance to meet young Cat Grant, who is reporting on the Midvale town. Taste buds, I hesitantly ask you, what would a trip back to your prom look like? Uh-huh. Uh, sex. <laughs> Great. Supergirls on Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Fear the Walking Dead. This week's episode of Fear the Walking Dead <laughs> is told from the perspective of an unreliable narrator. Doesn't that sound fun? Because it turns out Daniel has actually lost his memory and is no longer just pretending. Through a jumbled timeline, he tells the story of Morgantown, real name of the place, not, not some bullshit I came up with, which is supposed to be a utopia free of violence, but of course it's not. Taste buds, I ask you, if you were to start a new settlement in a attempt to create peace, would you name it after yourself? Uh, sex. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the clarification for that town, is the us part of it, or is it just sex? Or do you have to have uh, Uh, sex? sex. And I just want to point out, just in case anybody's unclear, uh, my problem was filled with sex because I (laughs) I figured out where they were having sex and I watched people have sex. That's all clear, right? Good. I'm glad we came back to that. Anything else you want? Nope. Actually, don't get a chance. (laughs) Yeah, why would you... (laughs) I've learned. I've learned somewhat. Fear the Walking Dead is Sundays on the AMC. Our last show is Invincible. This week on Invincible, the penultimate episode, Amber knows Mark is invincible and still thinks he's an asshole. Debbie confronts Nolan, leading him to Rampage, and Robot reveals his new body to the Guardians of the Globe. Taste Ryan, I ask you this. Was this blend of heroics and interpersonal conflict everything you've been waiting for and more? All right, Mike. Well, you know... That I texted you before you watched and after I did, which was just the text that said, and I hate to use this word. I fucking hate this word. S-Q-U-E-E-E-E-E-E. 
it, it like I, I've complained all season about how much this season has been trying to tackle, how it's been trying to do like comic service, fan service, and non-fan service all at the same time. Way too many plot lines, way too much drama, way too much action, just way too much. And it all comes down to this. Like, this is why you have that. And we get this episode that is fucking, I think, incredible start to finish. And I'm not going to grade it down because of the bullshit that we had to go through in order to get here. I'm just going to be stoked about this episode. We had two plot lines. It was Robot and, you know, basically Owen and Mark. And it was, yeah, it was perfectly written. Yeah, Mark was almost a side character in this episode. That we got like Ro- Robot was the B plot, him dealing with the Mauler twins and getting into his new body. That is Rex Explodes' younger body that causes some drama. Uh, and then there was the it's basically Debbie v Nolan. And then Mark is just like on the side, like if if there is a C plot, it's Mark getting dumped, Mark hanging out with William, Mark going visiting Eve, like. And at the end, he's like, "Oh, I'll fight this monster," having no idea that the whole world knows Nolan is evil now. And I, I don't know. I think the episode is a lot like us in that we've all been through the thing where we have some friend who is overly sad, even though it's mostly their fault, and they talk mm-hmm. about it constantly, and you just want to get away from them. Even though like you're their friend, you want to be there for them, you just want to get away from them, and this show does it and just leaves Invincible, and unfortunately with his friend, and then focuses on other stuff. Yeah. I do. I loved William, because William's like, deal with it. Uh and Mark is like upset and he's like, you're my friend. He's like, friends tell each other truth. You got dumped weeks ago. You didn't know it. <laughs> like, I like this William guy a lot. And I think that the whole show is playing with this thing of, look, TV shows have to have a million episodes and we already have our characters. That that means that like when Owen is bad, uh, or Nolan, I'm sorry. No, when Nolan is bad, he'll say, he'll say, I'm sorry at some point and then everything will go back to normal. TV shows always have to go back to normal. And right. for the last for this episode and maybe the last two, they've kept proving Nolan's not coming back, dude. Yeah. Nolan is fucking terrible. And we see that through Debbie's eyes really well because she is now afraid of him. She's she's with Shield, whatever this world calls Shield. She's hanging out with Cecil. But still when he launches lasers at Nolan, when he unleashes the the giant tentacle thing, she's like, You monster to Cecil. And Cecil's like, Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, she still is like, at some point, I'm mad at him for killing all of our friends, but at some point, we'll be fine. Yeah, she goes off and she does the, <laughs> you know, the bang on his chest thing, but then she has to stand next to him and watch all of this stuff later. Um, so many good moments in here. Uh, Nolan's, um, like, realizing that his family is over and then just floating up the stairs, down the stairs, and then <laughs> skyrocketing out of the house to leave a giant hole in it. Because he's just a piece of shit person now. Yeah, what a petty bitch baby. Whatever, like, pretending that he was a normal citizen and a father and a husband is gone. Yeah. And and now he's just like, well, I'll talk to Mark, and Mark will understand and be on my side. That's his... I, I liked that as a time lock of, like, Cecil's goal throughout the plot was, like, I just have to keep Nolan from Mark until I get to tell Mark what's going on. Like, that they're just racing... Because he might be the one who can stop Omni-Man. Right. And I think that you can also tell a little bit in Cecil, too, that Adam Eve is probably equally powerful. You know, like the two of them. Yeah. She is more powerful than any of the superheroes we grew up with. She literally creates matter. Like, Although, I would also argue stupid because she wakes up in whatever country she's in, filthy as fuck, and then changes the matter so she's clean. Why would you not do that before you went to bed? 
she she was so tired, Ryan. <laughs> she slept. She likes sleeping dirty. You do. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Then I would like to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> on on the other side, like the the B plot of robot, we find out is this like hideously deformed man in a tube. Which is that different from and, the comics, or am I remembering wrong? You're remembering wrong. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, that's dead on from the comics, and he he wants a body to be with monster girl basically but what i really liked is that the maulers who were trying to kill him also really empathize with him the whole time like and that they're like at moments they're kind of soft with him and when they're reintroducing the world like they'll still be like dickheads and be like give us our millions but they're also like yeah it's hard at first you have to know like it's better to not know if you're the clone or not because otherwise you start killing it like and then after he beats the shit out of them there that that empathy is still there uh and watching him kill old him, they're just like, yeah, bud. Like, you can tell they want to give him a hug. They're just the, the level of humanity they put in these, like, goofy bad guys, I thought was great. Well, I mean, every episode until this one of Invincible would have had this uh, Mahler robot storyline as one of seven. You right. know? And the fact that it was one of two, and we got to sit there and watch the process, watch the Mahlers deal with each other, deal with robot, deal with, you know, the, the kid in the tube. That's way more time than we get, and I really appreciated yeah. it. And you would think that as we're uh, ramping up towards the end, you know, this is the penultimate episode, that we would have more plot lines. But no, it was basically like, let's give them as many seeds as possible so this one can be awesome. Yeah, and I think wisely, Cecil sidelines the Guardians, which means the show sidelines the Guardians. We just cut back to them drinking milk beer or partying or like watching in horror what omni-man's doing uh yeah somebody somebody says uh it's not milk it's uh it's they're just milk cartons but they're full of beer because uh what's his name blasto explode Rexplode. uh wasted all the milk and then he just walks behind and he's like i poured it all down the drain and then walks <laughs> away again <laughs> Uh, that sounds like it should be the moment of the week, but I want to see if you guys have others. Uh, Mike, starting with you, moment of the week? I have two that are more on the serious side, and it is, I referenced it before, it's new robot crying while murdering old robot. <laughs> Again, for this goofy, over-the-top boys-type cartoon, was way more emotional and effective than I thought it would be. And then another one is Donald, who is like Cecil's number two. He's Phil Coulson oh, to this Fury, shit. yeah, saying uh, it's been an honor, sir. And then blowing up the house he's in because maybe it'll slow down Omni Man for a second. And yeah, that's the, that's the crazy thing. At this point, we only know that it will slow down Omni Man for a beat, like just yeah. just to give the headquarters like one extra time to make one extra decision, but like not really kill him. Uh, mine is sort of like along those lines where um, they send in the Rihanna men. And uh-huh. that's explained really quickly by uh, Cecil looking over to Ezra Miller and just yeah. being like, I hate that, that I had to use this piece of shit's idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the Reanimate like do a really good job of like slowing down Omni-Man, mostly through bites. They just bite yeah. him. They bite him on the cheek a lot. And that really upsets <laughs> Omni-Man. <laughs> um, but uh, at one point, uh, Omni-Man just like rips one apart and then it cuts back to the headquarters. All these people watching all of the video and the, the disgust on their faces. Like, these people have been through some shit. Like, this is, like, if NASA was in control of, like, the superhero Navy SEALs. And so right. they have seen some gross stuff. And even watching this, they're, they're all sick to their stomach. <laughs> because Omni-Man, guys, there's been a lot of comparison. We've talked about it before online about uh, Omni-Man versus Homelander. Homelander ain't got shit on Omni-Man. Mm-mm. 
It's, if you thought that in the first episodes of Invincible, it, the, the conversation is done. Omni-Man will destroy Homelander. Yeah, he's so much more brutal. Wild. Uh, Invincible is Fridays on Amazon Prime. That was the last show of our poll list. Coming up next, Ryan is going to switch up Eggs Tasmania. It's time for some Eggs Tasmania. Normally we'd be reviewing an episode, but Ryan's going to switch it up this week. Ryan, what do you got for us? Thank you, Cassie. I'm here on the runway at the hell of... I don't, I don't want to do a character, guys. <laughs> you said you would. Do the character. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Nobody wants it. Uh, let's just, I'll just use my normal voice. Um, so that they. Uh, do a character. God. <laughs> Where's the other so the, the preview, the preview issue of the Hellfire Gala came out this week and it showed off all of the costumes, gowns, outfits, ensembles. Works of, of art. Uh, yeah, that the X Men are all going to wear to their own party that they're throwing, which I guess is like a prom, but it's also like when uh, you and your spouse just hang out in your house and just declare it to be a prom um they're this is they're taking a page out of the met gala i would say uh mm-hmm. these are all the celebrities that are dressing in hot couture haute couture uh we have a special guest today and that is greg oh my god greg is here hey everybody i'm here i'm a, a known as a bit of a fashionista right. so brought me in to sort of get my understanding of of these these fits these outfits well, can we start with just you defining that term what is hot couture uh i think it means like uh very fancy uh like very stylish to be looked at to make a statement um something editorial uh which you know something that that is trying to push fashion forward something stunning and something that makes you you know stand out uh which is hard to do because everybody else is going for that as well and so it's kind of the you know a fun thing because it's like a, a competition and nobody has to win but then later everybody decides who won and who lost right yeah and so yeah. like it's cool that you showed up and it's cool that you tried but at some point we're gonna say you did a good job or you did a bad job yeah and it really i think it's kind of a shame to like misses because everybody's out trying to do something right both the the celebrities uh, who want to to have a cool outfit and the designers who want to make one and so it's kind of a shame when there's a big swing and a miss how much people mock it because you should try to do something cool you should try to do something out there now, i think if it's a punt can we make fun of that <laughs> i think Is so yes certain jeans like if we gave somebody a suit and a bolo tie at something like this kind of event, or, or like five everybody, five somebody, or five yeah. people match that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a th- okay. That I will say, that's a weak look. Okay, so right now we're already uh, seeing what our differences are going to be as judges of the Hellfire Gala clothes because that I was all about that. I thought that was the best part. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, just to let everybody know, that's like out there for Ryan. Yeah. I want like, that's crazy. <laughs> I wanted something. Uh, what I was looking for was something sexy, uh, something sexual, something gender bending, not gender exclusive, uh, and a, and a use of symmetry and asymmetry as accenting notes. That's those are the things that I was really looking for. And so, uh, like, just putting f- putting five boy. bolo ties on on people with like uh, flood cuffed suits is not like it's not bold and innovative and cool in my mind five bolo ties each that's that's an extreme (laughs) no that i would have been down with if they were like the ultimate warrior like the bolo ties at the elbow and the bolo ties (laughs) at the wrist and everything i would have been into that for sure 
Cassie, before we dive in, what are you sort of looking for as good and bad? Do you are you looking for like, oh, this is, you know, like I, I can feel this person wearing this around or originality, or what are you into? I'm into one if I feel if it feels like the person like loves it, if it matches the person one and also just movability if it seems like they can have a comfortable time it's important to me to know that they look badass but they also (laughs) seem comfortable big points for me i mean at the met gala do you do they walk down the runway and then rush in and change into sweats as soon as possible (laughs) they with the right dress they shouldn't have to <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I, I want to know what that means. But Mike, what are you? What are you uh, sort of looking for here? Yeah, all these kinds of galas do have like cocktail hour and sit down and eat. And I want to know that they can do all those things comfortably, not worry about their latex popping their butt and like <laughs> a thing stabbing them. And and so yeah, it's it's fashion forward while still looking cool. Like nuts. There's definitely a, an area of fashion that looks just dumb as hell. And there's some of that in what we're going to review. And I don't want any of that. But okay. see that, that that that's I just have to push back on that a little bit and just have to say that you have to keep in mind, right? We all have seen the devil wears Prada. You have to keep in mind that fashion is out on the vanguard. Like they are creating the things that we are going to understand as good looks in like 5, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. We need them out there. We need them pushing it because otherwise fashion is going to just stultify and stagnify and die. Okay, so cargo pants g- never go out of style, Greg. No, you are not going to find me arguing against cargos in, on this podcast or any other. Uh, guys, we have to start off with uh, a, the person who obviously came up with this idea is Emma Frost, and she is the only person with multiple <laughs> costumes yeah. here uh, because well, she's, she's gonna, the hostess. Yeah, she's going to be the diva that changes, you know, multiple times throughout the night. I want to talk about all of hers individually. Uh, let's start with. Her blazer, her long sleeve blazer skirt uh, with long glove coat coming off of it. Where are we at with this one? It's fucking rad. Like, it's it, so it's like a unitard underneath, it looks like. She's in a bathing suit bottoms with high ass boots, uh, even though the boots are look like origami. <laughs> and then the, boot, yeah, like, it, it, the boots make no sense no. physically. But like, the. I'm so hot, I can't even wear this cape, but you know I'm going to drag this cape around with me. Like All of that, I, I do feel like Emma Frost captures all the like knowledgeable words Greg used. <laughs> also, too... So, go ahead, Cass. It's so hard to pull off like a big headpiece like that. Like Sometimes the big headpieces like, can own you, but she is clearly, like she is working that. It's not her, it doesn't like take up all your eyesight. Also, what I think is super interesting is that she's like... She's a villain turned hero ish, right? She's on the X Men ish. But if we look at the headpiece, if we look at the the shape the blazer makes, if we look at what's in the middle of her blazer, and if we look at her gloves, those are all X's. Like yeah. she is rocking the X as hard as she can. A lot of them notice slightly uh, asymmetrical though. And you know, her headpiece is like evocative of, of Magneto and the Scarlet Witch. Uh, and so I think what you get is a study in contrast, and that is Emma Frost, right? You, what I like about this is it incorporates the hard and the soft. So Emma Frost, obviously, combo character drawn voluptuously, right? But she has that coldness, she has that edge. And so does this look. This look, you get like the hardness of her ice, you know, frost personality, but then also the drape. And the warmth of the the like cape or, or the long sleeve, I think it's a killer look and a stunning like debut to say like, okay, this is what we're fucking doing here. The other you know, person- somebody's in the back, like, oh shit, I fucked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other person that it evokes, which is, I, I don't know if this is supposed to be obvious, but the other person, the other costume is Havox, 
uh, like Scott Summer's brother, like his uh, white things that go on top of his head. Mm-hmm. And so for her to walk around this party saying like, yeah, I'm more about Alex Summers than you, Scott Summers. Uh, I think that's some Emma Frost shit right there. Yeah, she's oddly become like the. She's oddly become like the center of the of the X Men universe because she's like walked both paths, the good and the bad, and she's sort of unified and drawn them all together. And so, in a way, you have accents of like almost every other look across the whole catalog found in her looks. Let's go down to her second one. Uh, this is more queen like, I guess. She has a giant diamond crown, mm-hmm. uh, almost turban like, and then the coat is on. There's a big X in the middle showing. Ample cleavage. Uh, and then we don't really get anything else except for uh, a diamond high heel. Cassie, what do we think of this one? This one, it's full Furby, and I'm fully here for it. It's sexy Furby. Give you just a little bit of cleavage and leg, but then all of the fuzz. I, I adore it. <laughs> it. It does look like she's going to offer a, a shitty British kid some Turkish delight. This uh-huh. is definitely her in her full white queen mode. Uh, and she refuses, and this is her only of her outfits, the only one in her human mode. So maybe it is chilly in there because she's fully furred up. Uh, but you know what? When you got them things, show them off, Emma. <laughs> and then finally, we have her final gown, which is full diamond skin with tiny little gloves. And then this thing where, uh, like, this is the least practical gown maybe in everything we're going to be talking about, which, like, how does she sit down? How does she eat? How does she dance? It's just strings in the front, strings in the back. Yeah, full fringe, full flow here. This reminds me of like um, season 13 Project Runway. There was a, a, a contestant that did fringe on like almost everything and it precipitated a big burst of fringe in the across the industry. Uh, it's like, you know, very sort of peekaboo. You feel like you're seeing everything and yet, you know, everything is sort of obscured at the same time. The little glovelets, I think, is such a bold choice uh, for someone who is basically hardly wearing any clothes at all. You know, I think that there, there's a there's a trick here in that she's obviously going to be she's probably wearing like a body stocking unitard or something. No. Uh, but it it is it's again so like bold and so in your face. I love how they they drew everybody standing for this issue because everybody really hits the pose hard and she is like so fierce and powerful in this particular pose that even though she's like exposed, I don't know, she meets your gaze and and kind of stares you down and it's a it, it's a good look. I also want to point out uh, my, if you're looking at this picture, like my deep aversion to bare feet means that I have a opposite of aversion to shoes, and these are some fucking baller shoes. Like we got the <laughs> diamond, we got the heels, and we got the X's on the ankles. Mm-hmm. These are her best of her three shoes for sure. Why buy three shoes? Like that's that seems like a waste of money. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, our first group that we're seeing here i think that this page is probably one of the more iconic pages we have rogue angel and rachel summers uh guys what strikes you right away by looking at these three it it feels like uh rachel summers and angel are either going to kill each other this evening or have crazy hot sex after because he looks like his name is he does look like he just came down from heaven in his like blue cape no shirt uh, white like floofy pants and then she is a red leather clad pointy ass dominatrix which is not the Rachel Summers I remember from the comic books I mean it's <laughs> not just like I mean look at the, the, the breasts those are how pointy those are and then look at the the stomach spikes uh, well she's serving are- us carnage here right like this is her as carnage basically 
And then I love that her leash is, it appears to be her own hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know if that demon thing was always what's on that leash because notice it is barely sketched out. Like she, everything about that is a completely finished drawing except for the weird little thing on the end of the leash is like, looks like an afterthought. This yeah. is like on Krakoa, she sort of dedicated her life to this tiny pet. This, this. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I do want to talk, like, Angel can go fuck himself. Like, this is, I think this one's terrible, but I do want to talk about Rogue. Is Rogue fancy enough? Cassie, is this something, like, Cassie, this is how you dress to, like, sit on a plane, not the, go, yeah. go to the gala ball. This feels like almost Jetson's level. Like, it seems a little, like, she didn't go full off. Like, she would be one who realized she didn't pull it off fully. I disagree. I love this look on Rogue. That that crazy collar, asymmetrical is a word I didn't just learn today. <laughs> uh, I think it's that the, the the half jacket into like it looks like a lace. The sheer top with the jacket yeah. over it. Hell yeah, dude! And the I'll 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 be the one to say the under boob. She's got she has yeah. under boob <laughs> under that jacket. And the the popped shoe collars. Yeah, I think I think Rogue looks fierce as fuck. I, I think I would have gone with a different pant. Is the only thing I I think that what what is keeping this from reading as fashion and reading more as a costume is that pant is like the same thing she'd wear out in the field, and mm-hmm. nobody else seems to be doing that. But I like every other part of the look. The lace mesh top with a jacket over it is like to die for. The sunglasses are bold in this environment, but I love it. And the styling of the hair just big and crazy. Mm, These sunglasses delicious. definitely work better than somebody else we're going to get to with sunglasses. But I also, like, I'm interested in where the X's are. And I like how Bro just has the one right in the middle. Just bright red. As opposed mm-hmm. to Angel, who's got, like, the little, excuse me, the little X clips with his yeah. necklace. And then the the other side of his cloak, suit, coat, cape. That's, come on, Angel, get the fuck out of here. You don't like that wizard styling there? I do not. I do not. It's he's, like he's letting the abs do the work, and that's not what this is. Look about. how comfy his shoes are, though. Yeah, yeah. He's in slippers. I think that's the thing I thought too a lot was: uh, are the shoes awesome, and are they comfortable? Like Rachel Summers, <laughs> she's gonna take those off like ten minutes into the dance part. All right, let's go down here. This is a big one. This is the new Captain Britain. This is Storm, and this is Kate Pride, who is dropped the Katie Pride, dropped the Shadow Cat, and is now just the leader of the Marauders, the pirate team of the X Men. And oh, she's, she's also bringing that the she's pirate also- team of the X Men. <laughs> yeah, Damn, yeah. that sounds dope. Uh, and she's also dropped the blue. Yeah, well, she's got a very pirate look here, right? It's like a half coat, uh, and then under that, like a uh, brace against the side. She's wearing like it's a gown, so it's half gown, half military coat. This is like one of the premier winning looks, I would say. Yeah. So- and oh, yeah. one of one of the arms has like the buckles all up down it. Yep. She has like the thigh high boots. Yeah, See, this is the part like that I don't understand. This is the part that I kind of don't like. Is it just feels random? Like, uh, let's put a fucking let's put a star here with some like garland here. Oh, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Symmetry is a prison, and and fashion has broken free of it. Like w- like when you have to align elements exactly the same on either side, you are designing like half of a look. This is two different looks coming together and like supporting each other. The hard and the soft, half of the face painted. This is like her merged personalities, or or something like the two the two sides of herself. And she's one of the characters, uh, a lot like Jubilee, which has always just been stuck as a teenager. And this is yeah. No longer, right? Uh, let's right. get to Storm, though. Cassie, uh, this is very similar to her superhero costume, but her cape mm-hmm. is a fucking storm. What? Yeah, dude. Wh- Come on. Again, 
she always won the MVP award. She's fucking killing it on this one, too. Like, her pose just in itself says, like, she's got this. She's confident. But she's fucking killing it. She's got a bodysuit as well, but with these insane shoulder pads. Just absolutely killing it. The heels got a little hourglass to them, but are complete heels. It's it's truly stunning. And then is Captain Britain just like, I'm from England, but I've seen anime? Yeah, this is... I hate this. Uh, the The 2-2... Two, two, uh, and then like, it looks like her boots were, had deflated tutus and then her arms are other tutus. Uh, she, I don't know her and she's an asshole. I don't want to know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, the final row on this page, uh, I don't know, really know who Penance is, but I do want to get into Marvel girl and Cyclops because, uh, Cyclops, I feel like is the first design of like, well, I don't really know how to separate the, the superhero costume from the. The, the gown or the like the big ball gala dress and so he's just sort of stuck in the middle and then i feel like marvel girl suffers from having rogue at the top of the page like rogue <laughs> already had these colors and she destroyed it yeah this is another for me marvel girl is another example of just way too costume this is just how the character yeah. generally appears on the page plus maybe a longer more flowy cape i love the like she's got like these weird gems that i'm she's probably using her powers to hold up around her head. I love that idea. I love when they use their powers as part of the look, but mm-hmm. what else are we getting here? What else is editorial about this look at all? A big flowy cape X's on the ankles. I mean, like we're getting nothing here. I feel like, no, but like let's hit on that thing that Greg said. Is she really spending the entire night using her powers to make her? Quote unquote yeah. Hat oh, she could do that. Like nothing. It's like a tenth of her, yeah. She, she doesn't even have to focus. It just sucks for whoever's sitting at her table. Cause if she turns around too quickly, wham, I probably just get, knocked over imagine she knocks off scott's uh little goggles there right i I do like he he brought up the special goggles they're bigger they cover more of his face Uh, that's the only part of that look that's interesting to me what i like about cyclops's look is it is definitely it looks like dress blues like it looks yeah okay the the, the army and so he is like in the x-men's military and it looks like yeah those kind of suits aren't fashion forward it is still like holding back to a military tradition. I think he captured You that. totally turned me around on this look with just that one comment. <laughs> I totally agree, dude. I, 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 I like his look. Yeah. And his, his, his goggles, which are the best part of it, it it's like a headband and goggles oh, melded yeah. together. That's the thing, is that it looks like half cloth, half technology. And, and kind of regal with like, it, like uh, it looks a little bit like a crown or like a diadem or something. Right. And uh, Penance, I have a question just... Uh, Penance that I knew used to be speedball and then was so mad that he let Stanford, Connecticut happen that he had a thousand spikes shoved into his skin. And this is a lady who has like a peacock jumping out of her head. Sometimes they're ladies. I don't, I don't know anything about Penance, but like, what did we just think about extreme headwear in general? Like this is the time to do it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it here. It's, you know. All right, uh, I'm going to skip through a couple pages because we have a lot of uh, pirate-looking stuff, which is sort of, you know, typical for Hellfire. I don't love Jamie Madrix. He's my one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite X-Men, and this is doing nothing for me. Uh, let's get to these two. Yeah. We have X-23, now known as Wolverine, uh, and we have Sync. And uh, I will tell you guys right now that when I did this with my wife last night, um, that Sync rocked her world she took a knee and like <laughs> one chair. uh whereas she thought that wolverine was a little bit tired but i will say the reverse i can see how sync came together but wolverine speaks to a very specific 90s goth doc martin wearing uh-huh. thing of my past that i cannot get 
Uh, Cassie, what do you think of these two? I freaking love them both. Like when I turned this page and both were at the top, I got this was like a revival for me with both of these. We got very casual, very cool, like put together. And then we got sync coming in with the colors, but like then all black with just the color on the coat. I fucking love both of these. Yeah, the problem with Joseph and his amazing dream coat is that he didn't wear all black underneath. That really does fucking sell <laughs> he, the entire thing. He didn't look like he was just going to drop a new R&B album. <laughs> yeah, and didn't have that belt, that little cummerbund, but it's like a leather cummerbund. Yeah. If you though, if you could help sink out a little bit, like just take off the hat though, right? Like, what no, is all you. He's no, pulling off the, the hat. The this hat would rocks, all work man. better with no hat. <laughs> I do you think there's flow to that coat? I get the feeling there's movement on that. Like um yeah. like the colors would drift and move. That's a, I like that idea. Can we do that, Tim Gunn? Make it happen? There are ways you can like by putting gels, suspending gels in between two pieces of plastic. Yeah, you could get looks like that. That flow a little bit or using LEDs. Um there's a lot of like technology and fashion merging and and that's pretty cool when you bring in lights and everything. I was asking rhetorically to not hear Tim Gunn, but I love that Greg had a real answer. <laughs> we have a Tim Gunn. Make it work, man. That's what Tim Gunn would say. <laughs> And then, ladies and gentlemen, we have what is so far the most iconic Boom. look from this Fire. book. Fire. Uh, so strong. The, the picture that I'm taking to my barber the next time I go for the beard and the fade uh, and uh, the dyed black. I, want, I don't want to be a redhead anymore. It is Colossus. It is representing everything that is fashion forward and Russian all at the same time. Guys, does this live up to the reputation it has earned? Yeah, because so it looks like he he has a a sleeveless shirt on, but the the big panels that would hi, hide your pecs are clear mesh, right? There's they're it's mesh, like and, yeah. And then like he's hiding the gut, which I like. Like <laughs> I could I could feel comfortable wearing this outfit. And then he also like Emma has three different looks. Yeah. You know, he walks in with the big Russian hat, and then he takes that off and he keeps the cloak, and then he's like, oh. Colossus is going to dance, and then he takes off the cloak, and he's just streamlined. Well, to Colossus- me, this feels like a very purpose, very purposeful like response to Emma's look. Mm-hmm. Like this is the contrasting look again, bringing in the hard and the soft together, which is probably good for Colossus because his skin turns to metal, but is a big like bitch baby boy at heart. <laughs> uh, and the 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 bondage elements in this without being like in your face but being like mm-hmm. very very present maybe like just barely not in your face really i think works for this bondage and fashion have been like merging and sometimes it's really on the nose but this is very sexual without like only being sexual i, I will tell you guys a little fashion secret yeah he's looking over to the right there's nothing over there he's doing that just to look cool like there's oh, not like really? glaring at yeah. somebody no, th- there's no sound over there he just thinks that looks awesome and you know what Pietro, it does. He's uh, very purposefully not taking the beard all the way down to like the bottom of his chin. I, I think that's kind of interesting. Like, he, like yeah. he has such a strong chin, but why didn't he take the beard down to the bottom of it? It looks kind of like it's an interesting he, choice. He hurried. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did, or the colorist did. He yeah, did. I wonder. I wonder if that's like a purposeful choice or a, a bit of a mistake there. All right, guys, we're going to go into the speed round before uh, we get to some awards. So if you see somebody that you want to talk about, shout it out. Like, first of all, here's Dawkin. A couple things about Dawkin real quick. One, not wearing shoes, so he can go fuck himself. Mm-hmm, Two, disqualified. His, his goddamn suit coat uh, repeats the tattoos that he has on his chest and his arm. And that, oh, to come me, on. is disgusting. Yeah. That's, that's your cheese dick. Prodigy, one of our only, uh, looks like, 
boys in in a gown pretty good um very getting you know billy porter vibes uh from the met gala where he did the the egyptian themed Mm -hmm. but i like it i want to see i kind of want to see more boys in gowns but this is one of the two that i think we got yeah and there's a big one that's coming up uh i do want to point out aurora sister to north star up here but uh how aurora's hair becomes her gown and i know that's how it looks in the picture but i really do like that yeah that's cool Kyle, uh, I've never heard of this character Kyle before. Very militaristic uh, yeah. <laughs> jacket, but it, I think it works. And then I boy like really hit his name. He just was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. eyes everywhere. Look, nobody knows who I am in a new X Men. I'm eye boy, bitches. <laughs> Is that the guy with uh, the iPhone? Yeah, that's him. That's the guy. Uh, Greg, uh, me, Cassie, and Mike have been watching X Taz, the animated series, a lot, and Bishop has been a major character. Is this the Bishop that you remember right here? Uh, I it gave me some interesting questions about Bishop uh, serving very um, sort of like 1980s Mr. T mixed with uh-huh. leather daddy vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, the goggles, that's a really bold choice. And I think he makes it work. Uh, but more questions than answers from this look from Bishop, I think. And again, Bishop's one of the cats who could rock almost anything and look good. A, a well, lot yeah, when you've got like 7% body fat, I think you can get away with a lot. <laughs> That's what they tell me. A lot like Kitty Pride, he's a marauder. He's a, on the X Men pirates, so they, okay. they're just, they're all going to be red. Um, they're like space pirates, Ryan, like corsairs. Nope, all just the water. pirates on the ocean. Yeah, on the ocean. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Cassie, let's get to Iceman. Uh, this is somebody who has come out of the closet recently, uh, and is just doing his like. I don't know if he's wearing clothes right now. Yeah, it's really hard to tell, but the one part that does, like, they make you really feel like it's clothes, they really show that his waist is absolutely cinched. Like, it is so tiny in there, but it is still accenting the girls. Like, they are pointing everywhere to the girls, and then it just flows so well. It's He's killing it. There, I, I do think that there's one part of his costume that he did actually put on, though, and it's the thing that I think ruins it. Like, I think that this is yeah. a, like, this is a magnificent diva Frozen-inspired gown but then he puts those fucking glasses on. Yeah, he it looks like he's it. making fun of Cyclops with those glasses. <laughs> you know, sometimes you take a really great garment and then you make styling choices that are just like so terrible. And the worst part is the the like the little spines he put on his clavicle are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. His wings are gorgeous. Uh, he's got a lot of flow. Right it's it's all beautiful. And then he's just like, hang on, before I'm done, let me ruin it all by putting on this visor. <laughs> oh, do you know what these are? These are the glasses that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd wore in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we got these. Uh, Mike, yeah. let's talk about these two real quick. Uh, Psylocke was my childhood crush. Mm-hmm. So let's get to that in one second. But I do want to, <laughs> like, when you dress like Mr. Sinister in How He Does in Real Life, is there a way to make it a Hellfire Gala? Like, isn't this just his costume? Yeah, he's already an extra bitch. Uh, what I like <laughs> here is... Uh, the collar is like looks a little armored and 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 different. Like it looks like he could nap well into his collar. There's a lot of firmness there. Uh, all his cloakness now it goes all the way around his body, and the strips are bigger. Like it, it's hard to. And his boots are huge. There's no way his feet fill those out. Uh, <laughs> Sinister's yeah, got tiny little feet, famously. <laughs> famously tiny feet, which it's is why Mr. He Sinister, just more. Yeah. yeah, you know it, it's it, and it's yeah it's because his look is already so strong. I then you have to figure something out. You have to figure out an answer to that. You can't just try to do him times two. I would have put him in Psylocke's dress and then yeah, ha- honestly, Havoc, get a gown. I do like how Havoc moved his headpiece to his shoulders. I think that this looks awesome. Yeah, and the, the pattern. I like the patterning. 
All right, let's let's get to one. I uh, hate Dazzler. Uh, Nightcrawler looks dope, but I want to get to one group that we've already talked about. Uh, okay, well, let's do Magneto real quick. Greg, you want to start us off with Magneto? Magneto's wearing like a, a top hat and a capelet and a very like sort of like Victorian general uh, mm-hmm. style garb. And I think it's, you know, bringing out the gentleman that is Magneto. I like it. It's not super crazy or bold based on the other things that we've seen. But I think that the golden capelet on just his right arm and the cane, I really do think those are nice touches. This is kind of what Mr. Sinister should have done, which is Magneto has so much presence on the page in costume as himself that this is actually reserved and taking it down a notch. And they even did this by having him sort of look down into the side. I think it's a bold choice. He's kind of reining it in a little bit and letting everybody else shine. And I like that for him. Uh, The thing that makes me mad is the... Like when you have pieces that look like uh, military awards, mm-hmm. that kind of freaks me out. Uh, yeah. Cassie. Yeah. Quick about your boy. God, this this pervy motherfucker <laughs> is out here with this Hugh knockoff Hugh Hef look. Like nobody wants to see this guy's fucking abs. Nobody wants him in these purple glasses. But here, this fuck is. He's in a robe. He's in like some fancy little suit. And, of course, loafers. I, I absolutely hate. It's on brand for him, but I hate everything he's Oh, doing. no socks. No socks and just the no, loafers. Just straight loafers in this pervy wizard fucking cape thing. Cassie, but look at my about, lady. What about Jubes? <laughs> look at Jubilee. Oh, my God. Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee, she's still out here. I feel like she's still got a little bit of a short end. It is a very beautiful dress, but it can blend in with most of the other things. It's very pretty colors. It's got a cool like um, design on it. But I feel like at the end of the day, everybody else is going just so much harder. This is one I of love the ones that neckline. This is one of the ones that made my wife like run around the room going, oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that this one is not um, trying to do as much and in its simplicity really like, no head knocks it out of the park. Uh, it's a, a beautiful drape. It's the perfect drape for uh, that pattern. It's like a huge flower pattern. And uh, the flower like is right on her hip. One sleeve that's got the asymmetry. There's like a sleeveless on the left side the, with the, the gown drops away there. And then uh, this big sleeve on the on the right arm the peekaboo on the right leg uh and the long train it's just like and this is very jubilee right like and i think like deservedly like we have seen jubilee grow up and now this is like a woman in a gown this is uh, for me a major home run so you wouldn't add greg a big rubber yellow trench coat to this look right here (laughs) i actually would not and i'm so glad they didn't try to put on like her chunky glasses from from back in the day oh my god all right guys real quick we Uh do We have to get to uh, X-Force, which is Wolverine, Sage, Domino, Beast, and Kid Omega. Uh, I think Wolverine looks classy. I love Domino, but I cannot believe that she kept the fucking pouches, which is a theme with X-Force. But they all came coordinated. Yeah, dude. Which is bold, and it's a shame that it's the worst fucking looks. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just normal. Yeah, there's a lot of bolo ties, which doesn't look good anywhere outside of southern part of the u.s uh a lot of pouches sage also is rocking the pouch and yeah it's just like we'll phone it in let's we all just went to a normal tailor they're x-force they're black ops they're the secret team this is and they still at this gala have to feel cool like i cannot believe that you can be on x-force and still feel like you're too cool for all the other stuff that people are doing the only good thing they did was give beast shorts that's the only (laughs) only good thing (laughs) 
see this is this hurt me a little bit because like beast is my boy if i'm represented by two marvel characters it's probably hulk and then beast uh and you get to the middle of beast's look and are these jumpsuits is he wearing like yeah. is that a one piece what it looks piece. like one they're all wow. on. i don't know this is a gentleman this is an erudite doctor like i think that we need a better look for him than just like wedging him into a jumpsuit <laughs> And then the grand finale, which is, of course, Emma Frost, but uh, we're running out of time. Professor X, guys, uh, who was described to me last, di- last night by my wife uh, as if uh, there was a Daft Punk slash ABBA cover band. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, Mike, can you describe Professor X, please? Yeah, he's, he's like in a white unitard, and then his, his wrists and gloves and chest piece are all like a lot of gold. His boots are gold, and then he has the he just permanently wears Cerebro now, but it's a gold Cerebro now with the big X. It, it really does look like he got tired of being the stuffy British guy. I mean, we're talking about a 73-year-old man right here. He didn't know what to do, and so he's just like slammed Elton John and Prince stuff together. Like he's The, the suit's wearing him, I'm going to say. I don't think he pulls it off. Okay, that's a good way to put like shitty clothes right the suit is definitely wearing i know it's a cliche but like the suit is definitely wearing. he made none of these choices and you can tell yeah yeah it's a miss it's a it's a, it's a standout bad look i would say as part of just this team of, of terrible looks it's yeah this is the only collection i thought didn't work also but like on the same pages as the x-force team like if you put him 12 pages ago he might blend in but yeah. amongst the x-force this is crazy <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hand out some awards. All right, let's give out some awards. Uh, Cassie, we'll start with you, and let's go with the biggest one. Uh, what was the one, just, what was the best one that you, like, out of all of it, taking all of your thoughts into consideration, what came out on top? I can't believe we're starting with best outfit. This is huge, but it's obviously, it's got to be Colossus. There is nobody who came harder and absolutely killed it as Colossus. It's the sheer top with it's covering just his V, the tight like ballerina pants. He's fucking killing it. It's got to be Colossus. Uh, Mike, do you agree? Is this like clearly the best? It 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 is the best. It's not my best because I'm trying to do different awards for each one's coming up. But it, it's fucking. He looks killer, man. He 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 crushes it. And it, it is him. Like he he's not trying to be something he's not. But it is still a Colossus plus ten. Who is your yeah, definitely best iconic? Mine is I love Manifold. We didn't talk about it. I don't know who Manifold is, but <laughs> Manifold's this- in a Aborigine uh, transporter, so he will uh, take them where they need to go. And he is uh, sort of running out of uses now that Krakoa does that for everyone. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, but I like that. So he brought in some of the Aborigines. Like he has the, the the body painting, the face painting. He has a he's a dope headband. His jacket, like just plain pants with like some diamond studding at the bottom. He's pulling off the I'm in sneakers or loafers with no socks, I think, better than most people here. And the jacket's very fifth element. Yeah, the jacket, just just enough of the boom. Like he looks to me like Sam from You're the Worst, the the rapper, if he was like going to an award show. He just looks cool as shit. Look at the bottom. Look how the bottom of the pants complete this little half circle down here. Yeah. Mm. And then if you look uh, halfway down the legs, those are his aborigines. How dare you? In the middle Greg. of this amazing look. Greg, <laughs> uh, what was your uh, all-time best? 
for me, uh, every king needs his queen, and it's definitely Emma Frost, and it's the third of her three looks, the the fringe look. It's like uh, so sexy, so provocative, so flowy and powerful. Those gloves are crazy. That was the one that really like took my breath away. I'm so fucking sick of doing this, but I'm giving it to Storm. That goddamn cape. <laughs> The goddamn cape that is also a storm. Storm just has to win awards every time that we go to <laughs> talk about X-Men at the end of the show. Uh, let's go to Greg for worst. Worst look uh, is definitely Professor X. That's, you know, the middle of it, there's not even like a drawing there. Uh, it's kind of like, I think it's supposed to be just like pure white, so you can't even see it. It's not, I don't know if it's supposed to be flowy or if it's supposed to be metallic. It just feels like a swing and a miss to me. Mike? Uh, mine is Warpath. I have a few written down, but let's, we haven't talked about him yet. His Each shoulder pad is a bunch of spikes. Uh, he, it looks like he's leaning towards the militaristic, but it's all just kind of doofy. It doesn't look like it really fits him. He has like a non-cape, but that still drapes between his legs. Uh, he has the pointed elfin shoes that somebody like Nightcrawler, I think, could pull off. It, it just it, It's not great. It's not a great drawing. It's not a great outfit. Yeah, did you guys find that like as the artist became more stylistic and less what we're used to with either fashion designs or comic book designs, that it was harder to like enjoy the costume. You know, like we're looking at a page right now with Mirage, Karma, Warlock, Magic, and Warpath. And I don't know if a different artist could have made this magic look look cool, but here it does not. Yeah, it looks a little sloppy, a little slapdash. Cassie, what was your worst? Worst, obviously, it's gonna be Gambit. Like it's gonna can- be Gambit. It's got it's- that's mine too. It's gotta be. You can't like like obviously there's gonna be some pervs, but you don't need to display it on the carpet. Like keep that at home. Like don't bring this to (laughs) to the look. Don't let this show so fully. The fucking smell of incense coming off this guy that he thinks works as deodorant. (laughs) Like this is this is awful. I I hate a gambit. Uh, Cassie, we're gonna go back to you with most accurate, an award that we're not even sure what that means. But what is Mm -hmm. the most most accurate or maybe on brand costume? That's what I kind of took it as was most on brand. And I, I'm actually going to give this to Wolverine because if he came in anything more, like if he wasn't matching with everybody else, I feel like that would be Wolverine because he wouldn't come in anything more than just like a suit with a little bit of accent. Like it felt fitting for him and just enough for him. And the fact that he had to cut, like everybody else had to join him is kind of a bummer, but I do think it works the best on him. A couple of things about Wolverine's costume that are crazy is one, the, the bottom of the shoes. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you have these shit-kicking cleats on? And two, (laughs) (laughs) had to draw claws, even though this is a fashion picture. Mike, what's the the most on brand? I picked Storm because she is regal, even if she had never been the Queen of Wakanda. Uh, And her her shoulder piece, like, I think hints at that. And just that her hair and cape turn into a storm. Uh, I think it's just like, she is our goddess here on this show, and (laughs) she's bringing it. I agree. Greg, what's yours? Uh, for me, go back to Emma Frost, and I'm going to say it's like the sort of like the premiere look, the what I think is the cover look with the big asymmetrical X headpiece. This is the unifying look across all of these looks, and it's like everything is coming together in this one presentation, and it's so impressive because there's actually not that many elements there, but they're all perfectly balanced against one another, and I think all of that stuff is what Emma Frost is is she's the weird unifying force she's she's bad but she's good she's hard but she's soft she's sexy but she's a monster so uh i think like the, it, it captures everything about her 
Bime is actually Professor X. I just feel like at this point in his life, that's that's who he is. And it sucks. <laughs> and it's, it's shitty and it's ugly, but of course he would do that. Uh, all right. We're gonna, Cassie, we're going to go to you last because me, Mike, and Greg are going to pick the best outfit. Like at the pop filter ball, that is the gala that's coming up, uh, we're going to decide what Cassie's going to wear. So, Greg, we're going to start with you. What's Cassie's outfit? Of all the outfits that we saw in this collection, yeah. uh-huh. uh, Mr. Sinister's outfit, probably. <laughs> uh, it's big. It's bold. It looks comfortable still. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's going to like get too close to her because you literally you. can't because mm-hmm. like the, the coat is just too big. Um, yeah, so I'll go with that one. You get me. <laughs> Cassie's always saying, I will talk to you. Oh, no, no, you don't talk to me. I will talk to you and that will be the end of it. I can like Mike. turtle and hide in it when I don't. Yeah, want exactly. To. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what did you have? I'm giving. I, I think Cassie will be uh, a little braver by the time we get to the your pop filter ball, and I'm going to throw in her kitty pride. So it's like I have never seen Cassie in a not <laughs> pant, but I think the boots that act as pants plus the skirt on top of it, and she's like a little fashion forward there while still being comfortable, not too too crazy. I think she could pull it off. I've never even seen Cassie wear like a shirt. It's just pants everywhere. Always. Like, so just, <laughs> Neck always down ra- pants. Uh, the, the buckles on the sleeve makes it feel enough like pants that I, I think I can get there. Thank you, Mike. Oh, sweet pants. I love the pants. <laughs> uh, mine is one above. It's Rachel Summers <laughs> with with Cassie's new help. Cassie just got a puppy. And oh, yeah. For cat. <laughs> Cassie to cut off her own hair and walk that puppy around in Rachel Summers' outfit. That's that is that is my Cassie. Cassie, what did you choose for yourself? Um, I chose kind of along Greg's lines. I chose Havoc because um, he does like I love the look itself. It does have pants. Uh, we've stated I gotta have <laughs> pants. I gotta be able to move. But his like Saturn rings around his shoulders kind of act as my buffer for everybody because I just need a little bit of space. And this one, they're gonna respect it enough to give me that space with these little rings. I love that for you because it, it does give you the space, but it's not on your head. Like, I don't yeah. have stuff on my head, you know? All right, Mike, we're doing you next. Cassie, what is the outfit you're choosing for Mike? Man, this is, I can't believe you picked it for me because it's, it's obviously Rachel Summers for Mike because it's true to his <laughs> punk rock roots. And, like, that's obviously, that strudel could come along with that. And let me point it out to really bring it home for you. This will give him a chance to show his love for Brendan Fraser because it's given me that, like, bedazzled vibe. And, like, I just want him to be able to, like, really show off all of his interests. And the this hair. This is like I don't Elizabeth know, Hurley in Bedazzled, <laughs> you're saying? Yes, but, like, I know you could bring it on this one. This one seems true to your attitude. I, I feel like this outfit would wear me, but you could wear this outfit. Also, uh, listeners may not know this, but uh, the way that Rachel Summers' uh, boobs are, that's how Mike's boobs actually look. So they would fit yeah. right in that costume. They're sharp. He's got uh, them 1950s things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bombs. Uh, I have sync. I think that uh, this is sort of Mike all summed up to me, which is dark on the Hell inside, yeah. colorful on the outside, uh, and tries to pull off hats but cannot. But... Ouch. No, I think that uh, Sync is almost all the way conventional. And then, you know what? Let's just add something for Splash, and let's make that the biggest fucking thing on my body. <laughs> and that is Mike Gravano to me. Greg, what is, what is Mike wearing? 
Well, we, I didn't get enough boys in gowns, and I think that Mike is like our a good representative for one of our boys to put into a gown. And so I'm going to go for Mystique's look, which we didn't really talk about, but it's like uh, a lot of fur. Uh, and the reason I'm, I'm picking it is because it's like something between Cruella Deville, yeah. but it's got I've, it's got strong Ursula vibes for me as well. Mm. And I just I wanted to see a boy in a big. Not just a gown, but like a big gown and a big bold gown. And I think Mike would just I'll kill this, honestly. Thank you. My favorite part about this page, if you're actually reading the book, is that it shows where she got her gown and she got her hair yeah. and nails done. She got it done at Salon X. <laughs> but the forehead skull, that is actually her own forehead skull. She brought that from it. home. <laughs> she, <laughs> she killed a little man and brought his skull. So, Mike, those are all better than what you're about to say. But what did you pick for you? Uh, I'm an asshole and give myself Colossus. I think I, I was a fucking killer in the beard and hair. I'll just come out now and say I gave myself Colossus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're dueling Colossi. But yeah, I think I, I think I could rock it. Uh, you know, maybe I'm like the more naked Colossus and you're the more covered up Colossus than Ryan. Okay. So you're the you're the flesh and I'm the steel? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I'd like to get, like, you know, I, I I think we just need Mike's freak flag to fly a little <laughs> bit. And so as long as he's, like, out there in some form or another, I'm happy. And that's why I think my uh, choice of sync is the best, and I would like to get a point for that. Okay, yeah, Whoa. go for it, man. <laughs> Greg, you, you can take it. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do me. Greg, what would you put me in? I would put you in Dakin's look. So Why um, is he not wearing shoes? <laughs> yeah, because I think you know you gotta you gotta come out of your shell, big guy. You'll be doing just fine. Uh, it's cozy, it's comfy, um, and maybe think about getting those tattoos. If they look good on the outside, I'm sure they look good on the inside. I will get those tattoos directly <laughs> on my suit coat. I will say this: no tie, and I love that. Yeah, Mike, it's it's hard because. I'd, I want to put Ryan in something adventurous, but I also know him. Like, my knee jerk, I was like, well, I would see him in Wolverine's outfit, but I don't I don't want to allow that. But we can't push him too out of his comfort zone, so I'm going to go with Cyclops. Uh, he has Ryan's hair. Uh, he's covering his face, and I think that would make Ryan feel good. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just like he could sit down. It's, it's like, this is bold for Ryan, but not too bold. And no tie. I love it. Cassie? Okay, I didn't know about this no tie thing, but hear me out. I'm going to go with Banshee for you because I feel, listen, it's the skinny tie, but it's not connected to anything. It's just there free hanging. You get to show the chest a little bit and you get a rad cape. I just feel like it's really true to you. The loafers would have to have socks if you were on it. I do get that, but I'm feeling (laughs) feeling the rest for you. We didn't talk about Banshee, but let's go over it real quick. This is his exact costume, except for a randomly thrown on tie. I, but that that's is the Banshee only style. difference. He was Banshee. clearly on his way to the gala and was like, oh, shit, 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 and grabbed that tie and just tossed it on. <laughs> and Mama like, Banshee pulled him over and said, no, you got to wear a tie. You got to wear a tie. The gal is like six months in planning, and he woken up from a whiskey stupor and was like, oh, no, the gala. That's Irish. Oh, no. I forgot to get dressed for the gala. Oh, ha, ta, 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 ta. All right, I'm picking Colossus for myself. Uh, let's go to Greg. I'll go first on this one. I think that, I don't know, uh, uh, listeners, if you don't know Greg, I think that it has to be the shorts-wearing guy. I don't, <laughs> I, I like, it ha- Greg loves wearing shorts. If if we have a gala coming up, Greg is going to wear shorts. It's Beast. Mike, what do you think? 
See, I, I'm going to actually change it up after listening to Greg talk about fashion. I didn't know he had such love and knowledge because I was going to say Sebastian Shaw because our boy likes to sit and our boy likes to be comfy. Uh, and he has like a big fur coat on when he's sitting. But I think like Greg, his love for fashion, he wants to see more boys in gowns. And like I know that Greg's been going hard during the pandemic. So I'm going to put him in Iceman's gown and I think he's going to rock it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Too chilly. With the shades? <laughs> no shades. He would know better. Cassie, I'm, what are you gonna put Greg in? Yeah, kind of along similar lines. I know Greg, you've been working on them legs, so I'm gonna give you a uh-huh. chance to show them legs. I'm gonna put you in Prodigy's outfit. Okay, I like nice. the combo of like you just feel like this otherworldly figure. So I want to give you that op- like that opportunity to show that. And I like this little wrapped like boot thing for you. But get to show those <laughs> legs. Get to show that collarbone. <laughs> Why? Thank you. Prodigy is crazy because he both looks like uh, it's like Greek. Uh, wardrobe and then also Greek column all at the same time <laughs> but with wings and Greg what did you choose for yourself clearly uh, one of these is not a comic book character but somebody who just sort of like snuck onto the page and is right below Prodigy actually is it Kyle? And they said what's your superhero name he said I'm Kyle uh, but <laughs> Kyle has uh, first of all he's totally covered which I, I would not go to a gala Thank you for saying you would show my legs off or whatever, but I would never leave the house for a gala not being totally like ensconced in fabrics. Um, and yet there is a sensualness to this. He has like a cape. Uh, it's He's got like a cummerbund, so it comes in at the waist. He looks very confident. It's got slight military vibes because it's got a big shoulder and a, a couple of big collars, but it's not like the weird militaristic like with medals on it and everything. And I think it just says like, you know, I'm going to fuck later. <laughs> after the gauntlet, maybe. You know what? I just noticed. I just noticed uh, Aurora's shoes and how crazy and circly they are. Because I tried to look, pay attention to Kyle and I could not. It's impossible to look at <laughs> Kyle for more than ten seconds. <laughs> Even if you're eye boy. Even if you're eye boy, who's looking right at him? Uh, those were amazing. So overall, I would say. Are you guys excited for the storyline? If it's not just, or even if it is just, the characters walking around in these gowns and dresses. Yes, I'm yeah. mad that we won't get to see it. I, I want I want the next Met Gala, the theme to be Hellfire Gala. <laughs> this would be a great like animated episode if they wanted to do like a one off of something, like a mm-hmm. forty minute episode of just this gala, just so you could see all these in movement. That's the a real shame is like something like Aurora or Storms, which are diaphanous, which literally yeah. diaphanous, like actually flow off into mist and everything. It'd be so cool to see that actually doing that. Well, Cassie, I have bad news. In about three seconds, I'm handing the show back to you. Bye. Actually, Ryan, I'm going to request that you give it back to me earlier than the three seconds because I got an interview with, as I told, said before, four all nerds. I sat down with them, DJ Benjamin and Tatiana. So I'm going to play that right now. We are back for our new segment, The Crossover, colon, Stop, It's Fan Time. I'm joined this week by DJ Benjamin and Tatiana. From the For All Nerds show, which is a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people with color, they also host Views from the 616, an MCU podcast, and you all are currently focusing on WandaVision on that one. Thank you, Ben, and Tatiana, for joining me. How's it going, you guys? It's going great. Hey. Did, you say, did you say the colon, the what? The- colon, yeah. So each time we do this segment, <laughs> it's called the crossover, and then we have to add a colon at the end of it. Ah, so this okay. one is colon. <laughs> Stop it's fan time, of course. Gotcha. Gotcha. You do have to make sure everybody knows that there is a colon there, or it doesn't make sense. So we draw attention to it. Thank you for helping me draw attention to it as well. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) 
Um, if you are in, today we're going to talk a little bit about your guys' shows and then have some fun with some speed round questions if you're both in. Absolutely. Oh, yes. All right. So I'll just go ahead and start this off. I want to know a little bit about you guys before we do this. You both have so much knowledge when listening to your guys' show. It's insane what, able, what all you're able to pull from. Thanks. Um, so speaking of, we can go ahead. If you're, I want to talk about views from the 616 mm-hmm. real quick. Mm. Um, I have to listen to it every week after WandaVision to kind of piece together what I just saw and try to under, like, you guys are the most factual out there. It's insane. You guys are able to call the shots, find it. It's, it's genuinely impressive what you guys have pulled off. So I guess my first question is like, what does it feel like? How does it feel to get that validation where you throw out an idea and then it's, it comes true a couple weeks later? Like, just what's that like? (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've yet to experience it. So I'm still like, I'm still like, I'm, I'm still stuck on the idea that we were right about things. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that because, like, I uh, I watch a lot of the YouTubes. You know, that's my thing. I don't I don't listen to as many podcasts, but I definitely watch mad YouTubes. And some of them are like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, you know. But I mean, just like it, what, what bugs me out the most. I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but it's just. Um, the fact that YouTube is so dominated by one type of voice. You know, when you go on the front page, it's just straight white dudes. And yes. they miss a lot of the things that I feel we talk about every week mm-hmm. that I know the writers and the creators are thinking about. And so I'm just like, uh, that's the point to me. The the getting the stuff right, I still don't I, I still think about like when I was like, yo, it was Agatha and Wanda who founded this shit together and I was wrong. <laughs> you know, so like I don't think about anything that I got right because I'm like, oh, you yeah. idiot. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny because, you know, every episode like at the end, like you're sitting like you thought you, you, we've said a thousand things. Right. And then I'm sitting there like this. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I forgot. Like, so it, like, like Ben, I mean, says it's funny that everyone's like, oh, y'all got it all right. And I'm like, but you don't remember that one speck of information that I didn't say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just our personalities but 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 as far as how we feel it's 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 cool right it's really good um i, I think what prepared us to being able to i, I guess accurately predict stuff but also understanding the how the story is going is because we've been doing this for a few we- years we've mm-hmm. covered um we had a castle black which covered everything about about game of thrones and um then you know we had um, Safe Negro Pod, which was all about Lovecraft Country, and obviously our main podcast for all nerds. So, but the fact that we've done this kind of exercise for many years and synthesizing what we're seeing, uh, combining that with our knowledge and also researching, because that's another thing we still do tons of research. It's not like mm-hmm. we just know everything. It, it, it's like we see the things we see. We we make inf- or educated inferences of of how everything fits together and also just i think i mentioned before on a different show or even our own show benami and i we're writers so a lot of the approaches is things that we would think about as a writer when you're writing this type of story so maybe all of that mixed together brought us to this place where we're like super accurate yeah yeah it would definitely lead to it 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 all i see the pieces it's adding up I, i get the math but um, if you do, so if we can't talk about the process a little bit, I was always interested in like how much of it, like do you go into the shows doing like research prior or do you kind of like how much is research is mm. research versus like what you can just pull from the top of your head making your own connections? Um, well, first, first I just want to say one thing though, like just um, 
Thank you, first of all. Just you saying that was like the illest shit to me. Like when you were like, oh, you know, y'all get all this right. And, you know, y'all are one of the most factual ones out there. That's like, yeah. thank you. You know, that that's that's yeah. the, that's very validating. Like even today, somebody hit me and they were like, yo, one of Ben Amin's theories is coming true. And I'm like, what? Which one? Because I say so much shit. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what I be talking about at the time. But so, you know. Um, but thank you. And a lot of it is all right, for me, especially with the comics, like especially Wanda and Vision. It's like this is like something I've just been waiting on. You know, like I have, like I love Wanda and Vision, and I've I've read their stuff since I was a kid. They were like my favorite couple. Like me and Tatiana used to argue when Age mm-hmm. of Ultron was because she did not like them, and I'm like, yo, they are the dopest couple in the world. You know, I I know it's not all there on screen yet. But, you know, I knew, you know, I was like, they're going to get it. And then this came out and it's so good. So I'm just happy. But there's like, I think about 50-50. Like I said, with the comic stuff, it's a lot of that stuff I just know. But then like, like this week, I see the book and I'm like, is that the Dark Hold? Is that this? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like Googling Marvel books, you know, and, yeah. you know, what books are out there in the comic world and, yeah. you know, trying to place it all together, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like we're researching to support our theories and the knowledge that we mm-hmm. already have. At the same time, just because you have knowledge doesn't mean it's even relevant. Like, there's mm. so many random Easter eggs and numbers and things. And if you, on a given day, you go to YouTube or anywhere, you'll see all these wild, uh, I don't want to say accusations, but these wild, like, thoughts about, like, oh, that number five signifies the five horsemen and this and that. And it's just like, relax, dude. Like, I think you're stretching. You know, you're doing a little bit too much. It, it may not mean anything at all. And, and mm-hmm. also... The other part of it that we all, always try to temper ourselves with is Marvel lies. They lie, they mm-hmm. lie, they lie. <laughs> they lie on purpose because they don't clearly don't want you to just randomly guess, but also because they, they want it to be a journey for everybody. So we, we try to make that a, a note in our head, like, you know, okay, this, this seems like it's adding up, but don't be too sure of yourself. Which is very important with WandaVision because they, yeah. they are doing that. They're definitely tricking us out here. Yeah. Um, but it is, sadly... Even though I want WandaVision to continue for so long, it is going to be ending soon. Yes. So for 616, you guys are going to be covering, I believe it's the Falcon and Winter Soldier next, right? Correct. Yes. Correct. All right. Are you guys going to miss like these deep dives into like Easter eggs and everything? Or are you just excited for a new chapter in the show? I've been thinking about that because yeah. part of it is trying to like, I, I just read an article or I saw a headline where the director of Winter Soldier was like, there's plenty of Easter eggs in our show, too, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a lot to live up to. Yeah, and I, I saw another article where Mackie was talking about he didn't want to be the person to, ru- you know, ruin the first show, but he, I don't think he was talking about in reference to WandaVision. He was more talking about being a black dude and, you know, the pressure of, like, having this show, etc. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's a different type of Easter egg that we're getting. Like, it's, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be all these TV things and that type of thing. But I'm hoping they do a lot of references to uh, 80s and 90s and 2000 action movies and mm-hmm. buddy cop movies and just mm-hmm. things like that. And then other MCU and other Marvel stuff. And I'll just be happy just like – and that's something else I think um, I really like about our show and everything. And I think we do concentrate on all the little Easter eggs and stuff. But I think we our main concentration is like what is this show about? Like what's the themes mm-hmm. of this show about? Like what does it – mean what are they trying to say with this show and i think that's something as someone who was a huge fan of lost and then people were like oh lost sucks because of the ending i've learned that like because i i mean the ending of lost was like "Uh, i don't know 
But I'm still a huge fan of Lost because it's those characters and that journey and, you know, everything else that was so amazing. So I feel the same way about WandaVision. I don't know how it's going to end on Friday. And I really, I mean, not to say I don't care. I just know that it's going to be solid and I'm going to enjoy it however, you know, it works out. If if I'm completely wrong about everything on Friday, I'll probably be even happier (laughs) Because then it's like, yeah. wow, you know, they fooled yeah. me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I echo Ben's sentiments. And then as, to answer that question as far as how I feel that, like, it's not the end, right? Like, yes, maybe the end of the analysis of WandaVision, mm-hmm. but is it the end of the entirety of what we're doing? No, but and also everything that we're learning in WandaVision is going to feed directly into Doctor Strange. It's going to feed into mm-hmm. uh, the m- more stories to come. So it's just like... We still will. I have a feeling we're probably going to be going back to places in WandaVision to be like to make mm. some connections. Like, wait a minute, we saw that in episode four of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's going to all feed into each other anyway. Yeah, that's been the most surprising thing to this is how key this Disney Plus show is going to be to the overall MCU. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. very surprising to watch. Yeah, um, switching from six one six. Now, are you guys in for some speed round questions? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes. All right. First one, we're going to start this off with first nerd thing you bought with your own money. Oh, wait. I'm trying to think of the okay. thing, thing. Okay. You go first. Okay. Okay, you go first. Because I had a I had a temp job. You know, one of those temp jobs where you could like kind of fudge on how many hours you're doing. Anyway, mm-hmm. I had that job, right? So I had a lot of money coming in. And the very first thing I bought my own money was a place. It was a PS3 or PS2. And I bought that specifically to play one game. Katamari Damasi. Oh, <laughs> so worth it. One game. I, I was like, no, I'm going to save my money and I'm going to buy this console for this one game. Now, obviously, I fleshed out to other games, but that was the sole reason I bought one. And that was, yeah, I think that was the, because the, that was real money. You needed some money to get that. So that, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. I'm trying to think because if it's, I mean, like, oh, oh, oh my God. Um, yeah. This was one as a this was childhood, but I did save up my own money, and it was such a big deal to me at the time. Um, Uncanny X Men one hundred thirty six, I think it is. It's part of the Dark Phoenix saga, and it's like Dark Phoenix is holding the X Men logo in her hands and crushing it where it's cracking, mm, and it's like this. Cool. It's a John Byrne cover. It's so fire, and I just thought Dark Phoenix was the greatest character in the world back then. All right, next question. Taking a tr- turn here. What character do you think you can make into a cake? Do you have any baking ability? Or does it need to be like Pac-Man? <laughs> I mean, if you I give might, me the instructions. I might have a Pac-Man. <laughs> if you yeah. give me the recipe and the instructions, I can I can make it happen. Uh, I, you know what? Because I'm, I'm trying to keep it simple, right? Because, you know, I'm, I'm still a novice baker, I guess. Maybe I'll, yeah. I'll choose like an Animal Crossing character, like like a Tom Nook. Or even myself. Okay, the, maybe my, my representation of myself in Animal Crossing. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that. That way, that way, if make it your representation, so nobody can make fun of it, because then it is just right. exactly what you wanted. Because they now don't know, thinking. they don't know what my Animal Crossing character looks like, so they That's can't right. tell me it's wrong, even though that it probably will be. Yes, <laughs> you feel me? All right. There's a Saturday Night Live skit where they uh did the baking show, like they did one of those tape things, you know, mm-hmm. as a joke, and the dude makes this monstrosity that's like a portal to hell, <laughs> and like. I could make, you know, if it's just a regular cake, I can bake a cake. You know, I, I can yeah. bake, you know. But if it's when you get anything, no, hell no. Forget about it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> no, nah, it's hard. Yeah. 
All right, next question. If you could change any TV show by making the lead character a baby, but the plot still stays the same, which character would you change? Breaking Bad. <laughs> Walter White Especially is a baby? King. Yeah, and Jesse is a grown man still. Yeah. He can't yeah. keep getting oh away gosh. with this. Yeah. <laughs> How is and he's like crawling away. <laughs> Jesse's like struggling to stop this baby. I am the one who knocks, and he has like a rattle. In his hand. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's all shook. Uh, oh! <laughs> I was not ready for Tatiana to knock it out of the park. I'm gonna be thinking about that forever. Yeah, no, it's gonna the be baby burned with into the, your with soul that, with that machine gun at the end. <laughs> baby pulls up, gets the machine gun out the trunk. Yeah. Oh man. Ben, I mean, are you um, just going to help her make this one? Because I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I was thinking Knight Rider, you know, just because I wanted to see a baby whip it, you know, like, That's also very good. <laughs> you know, baby, any any show involving a car, like, you know, yeah, or like Ghost Rider. Oof. Would the person be the baby or the car be the yeah. baby? Like, no, no, no. The person is oh, the, no, I, no, I'm no, no. The, the car being the baby, so it's like a, like a Tonka truck or something like that, you know? Yeah, no, like that. Um, that one we brought, we used to bring that one up. Um. Turbo, it's this old animated, we used to bring it up on the show where it's this, I can't remember the name of it, but it's an old animated series from the 80s where this kid would turn into a car. Oh, the boy car? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. That that happened? That happened? Yes, it's a red car. We used to talk about this, Tatiana, like, because me and Chico know it. I can't remember the name of it right now, though. I'm blanking on it too, but. I want to say he gets wet or something and he turned into this red car. It was super what weird was and super like back then. Yo, what, what were they doing? doing? Is the question. Yeah, it was a hot mess. Honestly, but that one, that one, I'd love to see that. You mm-hmm. baby turns into a car. I'm yes. paying for that. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby transformer, one hundred percent. Yes, they yes. Take all my money. Yeah, little baby who turns into a full ass car. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. All right, um, have you ever <laughs> named a pet after a superhero or TV character? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. My f- my first dog was named Logan. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. She was the best. Yeah, she was, and it was a girl. She was the best. I loved her. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh my dog is named after an anime character actually. Um the show's called Paranoia Agent. And I'll let everyone else do the little Easter egg work themselves, but there is a there is a dog in that show. That has a specific oh, okay. name, and that's the same name as my dog. Oh, that's really cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. I like the ones Very that you nice. got to do a little bit of work on. Yeah. Okay. No, basic. Um, you know, you guys know Logan. I haven't got to explain him. You know my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deal. All right. Uh, which superhero do you think you could be in a fight? What power would you need to do so? Goku, because everybody can be Goku. And I just wanted to say that to be rude. Um, <laughs> wow. Because that that that, I mean, that, that will rile him, so up so many that. fanboys when you oh, say so and so could be Goku. They oh ah nah, nah. My guy, punch man. Goku spends six episodes powering up. Believe me, he can be beat easily. It takes way too long. Come on. Um, and and not just that. Like this, a whole I can world beat one reasons, punch man. You can beat one punch man. One punch man. No, yeah, you with an Uzi. I never. I I don't watch the show that much. I've seen like the first few episodes, but why is anybody just shot his ass? You cannot beat One Punch Man. He is. But what if you just sniper him? I don't think you can sniper. He's that aware. Oh, he is. He's like that. You haven't seen the whole series. I don't. You haven't seen the whole series. I don't recall a specific. I saw the end too, where he went buck on the first, like the end of the first season. I don't recall a specific like sniper situation, but my point is. People be coming at him from everywhere, everywhere, yeah. and it's 
He just be on it. Just be on it. So I I don't know who. So wait, a superhero or character that I can beat? You Mm. could be, and you can take on a superpower if you need to do it, or if you just want to get crafty. However, you need. You gotta think of somebody with some corny powers, bro. Like, like the boy car. It's easy to beat the child that would come to a car. <laughs> I can beat his ass, yeah. Can, see, no, I mean, that, that's that's a problem. Like, that dude comes into a car and drives over you, you know, like, obviously, no. Honestly, that's, I'm not going against that. Yeah. I, the transformation enough is terrifying. Yeah, there it is, yeah. Ugh. Somebody I could be. I'm, 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 I'm just up. trying to think of, like, the heroes that don't got powers, like. Because the ones that have powers, they're, 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 I'm, I'm, that's an L. That's a quick L. I already know. I always oh, yeah. feel like you could serve Daredevil, you know, like if you just have some loud, you you like, clanging. But he got martial arts. You sure? Yeah, but if you, like, do something like some clanging pots, you know, because his senses are so hyper-tuned. <laughs> you got to overwhelm them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I come in like... <laughs> I don't know why nobody's thought of doing That's what I mean. Like, you, just, you just come in like, dang, dang, and then hit him with the pots. It's over. Like. <laughs> the superpower of pots. It's going to take him down. <laughs> He gets some nice good cookware. <laughs> He's around. Uh, but, but the quality kind. Yeah, the quality. Like them bronze joints. Mm. Like them, they'll make a good noise. That wiped out my entire thought process. The, the clanging beat me. Like, I'm just like, what? Right? Just come in and die. All right, last uh, technical speed question here. We got rank by best baldness. This is going to be Lex Luthor, Professor X, Vision, and Luke Cage. Now, mm. who is the best bald out of those four? Vision. Vision number one. Lex is my favorite, so I have to go with Lex. I know. Yeah. I, I respect it. Yeah. I respect it so much. Yeah. I get that. And then uh, we always end this segment with uh, a question that you have for our next guest. It could be any question at all, like favorite comic, or it can be as dumb as what cake could you bake into a character? Why is Iron Man 3 one of the best MCU movies? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. It is not. <laughs> yes it one is the best mc it's going down one of the best <laughs> why is it well actually you know what i i, I will go Answer with that one essay. i'll go with that one because that's gonna spark just chaos so yes it is gonna, yes. it's gonna put this into absolute chaos so thank yeah. why you is for... iron man 3 the best iron man film the best iron man film okay. <laughs> when you guys I'm going to send you the clip of just what happens after this. So you I got to hear that. <laughs> I got to hear that. I want to see, see what it. happens. Yep. Um, I'm going to send this your guys' way. All right. All right, guys. That's Thank you for joining me. Uh, if you guys want to promote, I know you guys got some new shows coming up. Mm-hmm. This is your time. Promote whatever you would like. Yes. Uh, so, yes, we are For All Nerds, the podcast that covers geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color i am tatiana king that's dj ben hameen and as you said we talk about all things in the world geekdom fandom um our main show for all nerds is where we just generally just talk about everything that's happening in the world in those intersections and then we have views from the 616 which is our mcu focused podcast so as we mentioned at the top we're talking about wandavision right now once that's done we're going to be going into the falcon and the winter soldier and then going forward we're going to be doing other mcu properties other disney plus shows and obviously the new movies that are coming out so we're going to be breaking down it all so it it can't stop won't stop with us 
mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's what we do. Like we 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 do this out of love. We do this um, because we enjoy it. We truly do, and we enjoy and truly love everyone who's ever given support to us. People who big us up. The fact that you brought us on to interview, we appreciate that as well. And um, yeah, we just want to make sure that people know that our voice is here and to share it and to just be a part of the fan fam. Word. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think that said it all. And yeah, I just want to like, thank you for having us on here. Um, people can also catch us on twitch.tv slash for all nerds where we broadcast our shows and DJing and yeah. game playing and, you know, yeah. all kind of other things. So, um, yeah, this is like, I know, um, I think it is pretty much for Tatiana. It's kind of like a dream come true. Like just cause as a kid, you know, I was like a dork. And so it's like, it's weird <laughs> to be able to talk about all this stuff. And just to be, you know, like, to have someone be like, oh, you're, you're getting all this stuff right and y'all are talking about this. And, you know, and then, like I said, talking about the themes and, like, the issues that affect people of color and marginalized people yeah. in this space is so amazing to me. So I'm just so thankful for everyone. And, you know, thank you for having us again. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining. Be sure to check out all their shows. They are all fantastic. Also, their teas. Can't recommend them enough. Um, that is it for this segment. We'll see you all in a minute. All right, we are out from the crossover. That was, I honestly, that was a good interview. I wish I could be here with them still, but I'm back with Mike and Ryan. Um, you guys are a good Ouch. second. I'm sorry, you guys. It's just sometimes it's they good work. to switch it up. They were kinder to you than we were, but it's Honestly. only because they don't know you as well. Hold yeah, on. Fuck that. That's the <laughs> reputation, but she is mean to us. We are constantly Never. kind to her, and she is always bullying us. The people have yet to see it, so you guys are the ones that seem like a liar right now. Um, Page- but Patreon, you- Patreon people know. Patreon people know. <laughs> yeah, they fucking know. <laughs> um, I guess I'll give you guys... You know what? Nope. There's nothing. Can you tell me about some websites? <laughs> Mike? Who? Mike, I would like your, Mike to do it. Your popfilter.com is where you can go to get everything we put out. Throw a little slash Amazon on the end of that, making yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Bookmark that. Remember it. That's how you shop now. It helps us while you are getting whatever cheap, dumb shit you don't actually need. Go over to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter uh, to hear, if you want to hear Cassie being the cruelest person that's ever lived, to Ryan and myself. Patreon.com slash filter. If you have a dumb idea for a website and want to make it real and good looking, go to cybersprout.net. If you have a dumb idea for a website and want me to use it in our little skits every week, uh, go ahead and send that to contact at uh, yourpopfilter.com. Ryan, can you also tell us about the other shows? We have so many other shows. This, of course, is the Superhero Show Show. Please subscribe, rate, and review this one. It helps us out so much but then of course we are also of course recording movie of the year where mike and i along with a uh, super guest greg did you guys hear him on that one segment yeah he killed it yeah uh we we do movie of the year and then cassie along with super guest caitlin caitlin and mckenna are your guests every week on the show every single week okay that seems a little tired but whatever yeah, it, that's you the have a natural- bad booker <laughs> That's a natural 20s where you have to roll your way through the adventure of being in your 20s. Subscribe, rate, and review all, to all of those shows. And For All Nerds. It's and on For All Nerds show everywhere. That's right. Thank you, Mike. Speaking of socials, Mike, can you tell us about our social media? Yes, we live at Your Pop Filter on Twitter and Instagram. And not only can you get all of our shows and a bunch of other fun stuff there. This week, if you want to see 
what the Hellfire Gala clothes look like, we will be posting most, if not all, of the outfits we've talked about. So go there, check it out. And in the comments, you can let us know which ones were your favorite, which ones you think are dumb, and what you want to see us all in. Oh, please let us know what you'd want to see us all in. Uh, we also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter if social media is not your thing. We got a big episode next week because it is time we are covering the Invincible finale. So we're going to see how wildly that show ends. Uh, for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.